0: Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Avignon Realty. If you are a real estate agent in Houston or Dallas, or actually just anywhere in Texas, give Avignon Realty a shout out. Avignon Realty offers a 100% commission plan, and that is an amazing offer in this industry. So just by joining, you'll get some one-on-one performance coaching and all the tools at your disposal to work remotely and mentoring by a team of experienced brokers. Make sure to give Van Din a call. He is the owner of Avignon Realty. His phone number is 469-951-3585. Mention Six Pennies Podcast and the first month's brokerage fee is going to be
1: free. Boom. Once again, that's
0: Van. His number is 469-951-3585.
1: Six Pennies Podcast. Just call him Coach.
0: All right, we're all here. Six pennies are back. Albie, Mock, what's going on? What up? I'm excited for
2: another episode of The Vault.
0: We had so (laughs) much positive feedback from ourselves last time on uh, on our previous installment of The Vault, talking about our favorite TV shows of our favorite uh, TV series ever. Last time it was The Office, uh, that we decided we needed to do it again, and this time all three of us are here to talk about basically our favorite TV show of all time, Friends.
1: So good. You picked one episode, I ended up watching like five. Today. Wow! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so good. Uh, and Albi, you normally don't watch it uh, over and over again, like Mach and I, right? No, I just watch it when it's on Nick I- Well, I watch it Nick definitely when night. it's on Nick and Knight. Um, I do have a very personal anecdote about Friends, and uh, it's always going to hold a place in my heart. But basically, Amelia was born with friends on. What? <laughs> At the yeah, hospital. Impressive. At the hospital, Wild and all was pushing and all that. Um, it was it was friends for like four or five hours on TBS, and um, I'm always What's, gonna remember it. I'm always to remember which seasons. Which seasons were on? Uh, that that specific those details are a blur. I can't really oh, okay. recount that. I just remember like. Pushing and Screaming and Friends on TV on Mute and Fonzie.
2: Yes.
0: That's great. All right, well, so just to give everybody some more background again, The Vault is our series where we want to just go a little more in-depth on our favorite shows ever, and we pick one random episode and, um, and just get into a few questions about that episode. Today for Friends, I went with uh, an episode right smack dab in the middle of the 10 seasons. We're looking at Season 5, Episode 9, the one with Ross's sandwich and i think mac was
2: immediately overjoyed when i had a <laughs> ross centric episode right ross's boss man and this is this is a top 5 episode for me of oh, all time for nice. friends so very glad you picked this one
0: you know i i had i had a lot of trouble picking because i i love friends and i've seen it all so many times all the way through um and i was i was just thinking about like the different phases of friends you have where um, Ross and Rachel are not together yet. And then they are together. Um, and then you have the stuff about Monica and Chandler. You have the stuff about Rachel and a baby and then Phoebe and Mike. There's all these different parts of friends that are great. And I, I think I like this section because this part of friends is where things kind of spiral a bit, especially for yeah. Ross. <laughs> Um it, It's after, uh, after Emily didn't go through
1: the wedding and, uh, and now Ross is just kind of losing it. So I don't know what you guys think, but watching the five episodes today. So I I did watch season five, episode nine, the one with Ross's sandwich. But I watched the three before that or the two before that and the two after it. (laughs) And I will say, do you guys agree that Phoebe is such a weak character? Maybe it was like this particular season, but this was the whole like uh, a restaurant and health inspector episode. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh. what was that? Like, she, I don't know. Like, she is, like, the ultimate filler for me. Wow. What about you, Timmy? What uh, are your thoughts on Phoebe?
2: I'm, I'm looking at these five episodes, and it's true that she
0: is uh, not essential to this part of the, the season or to the series. There's nothing happening. There's no story arc right now with her. Um, a few episodes later, she starts dating the cop. I guess yeah. that that gets a little more interesting Then when Mike comes in. There's more to it before this and previous seasons when she has the ba- the triplets. That's another thing. But, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like at this point in the show, she's not super useful because everybody is completely focused on uh, one Ross and Rachel. What's going on there? And then the whole Monica and Chandler, um, you know, getting together thing.
2: I, I think she's a great support character. Um you're right. I mean, she can't carry an episode on her own, uh, but she's actually Ophelia's favorite character on the show. And I've heard I've heard that from other people too, who really like Phoebe. I,
0: I think she's a good character. I just don't think, like you're saying, like she is definitely not should never be the focus of um, of the show.
1: Yeah, from like a aesthetics point of view, though, it really sucks to be um, Lisa Kudrow because she just aged way quicker than the other like. Two girls, especially, but just the entire cast. And so, the, like, as the show went on, you notice that Phoebe actually gets, like, a little sillier, gets a little more childish, and just tries to play the young card. Because from a, you know, from just a looks point of view, she's just way older looking than the others. Yeah, I think she's older. In, she in is. Life. Yeah, she yeah, is. Much older. Life. Yeah. But only a couple of years in real life. But, like, just uh, okay for, just like facial is like, whoa. Yeah. So she, really she's, trying the to like, oldest,
0: she's the oldest actor, but she's only one year older than uh, Courtney Cox. Yeah. Oh, OK. Pretty crazy. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, I think, is the youngest. All right. So we got a series of questions here. I, I actually am just going with similar questions I had last time. And if you guys have other ones, we'll get to those as well.
2: My uh, first one is... Real up, quick, oh, before go. you do that, uh, I think last time we started with just a brief synopsis of the episode uh you want to go ahead and do that oh uh, uh i am completely prepared for that no i'm not but okay, okay. no i can it. i can i can talk about it oh yeah uh, so just by the title you know the one with ross's sandwich is, sandwich a lot of scenes come to mind uh with him screaming and everything but to me this was a great episode because it was so loaded i did not expect or i did not remember that all of this happened in one episode uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Joey is still covering for Monica and Chandler. <laughs> he's he's the only one who knows about their relationship. And, fact, fact check, by the way, Chandler Matthew Perry is actually the youngest. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, Joey's covering for them, and Ross is in his. Uh, you mentioned this a little earlier. He's he's kind of spiraling out of control. Uh, he's in his rage stage, and and. It's brought upon by someone stealing a sandwich. And then uh, later he finds out that uh, where he thinks that Joey is sleeping with his sister. And uh, so let's see. The last thing is Phoebe and Rachel join a writing or not a writing, a reading, like a A classic, classic literature class where they're uh, reading different books and showing up for class together. So that's kind of the brief synopsis.
0: Yeah, and like Albie said, that that last subplot or that last storyline is really kind of a throwaway. It's just there as a filler for Phoebe and Rachel to have something to do here. We're at this point in the show, um, five seasons in. It's it's already like the biggest show I think in uh, in the world or in in the the US at the time. Nineteen ninety eight. Just say the world, man. The world. I guess it's the world. Um, so memories, how do our memories fail us? How do our memories of this episode prevail at this point? What do you what do you guys remember when you're watching this episode? What was going on in 1998
1: for Albie and Ma? Oh, 1998 man. was the peak of Backstreet Boys for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 what I remember.
2: <laughs> that is a true story. Yeah, 90 you know, I, All I have to
1: give, man.
0: <laughs> so 1998 you guys were were you guys still in
1: for middle school? school? Fourteen, Fourteen. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I was a, I was a freshman, I guess, in high school. But uh, for me, it was I don't really remember much about about um, what my life was like at that point of regarding like Backstreet Boys or something, boy bands. But I, I definitely remember I was watching this show like with my sister and like her friends. Um, yeah. So like yeah. Thursday night at seven. Eight o'clock? I don't know. I don't remember what time it came on, but we would go upstairs and just watch it on her little tiny TV in her room. Um, and I just remember it being, like, so funny and so, like, I felt so grown up watching it, watching it with uh, her friends that were four years older than me. And um, I don't know. It was just a, a totally new experience being able to watch a, a show like this.
1: Nice. I think uh, it's eight- eighth grade for me the thing that i'm most proud of is uh i was playing so i was playing tennis uh, for wilson middle school and i was uh like number one seed for our team and i remember at the end of the year in eighth grade they actually moved me up to jv so then i was playing with the high schoolers Jeez. I was so proud, but i was also super super dark <laughs> i knew you're gonna say that <laughs> uh bad. Uh, hair highlights or no? No, hair Hair highlights was like junior year. Okay.
2: Yeah, I remember 14 years old. This is a show that I tried to watch live, but it was really difficult to just because it was always prime time right in the middle of dinner. And we are never allowed to watch TV at the same time as we were eating dinner uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. So I would have to like excuse myself or like go catch a couple scenes in on the small kitchen tv and uh and i i mean i did that for everything i wanted to watch back then which was especially wrestling back in the day especially during that time period uh so yeah i just remember a lot of trips back and forth between the kind of kitchen island and the dinner table and uh this episode specifically i remember was one of my favorites uh just because i remember uh for our first vault episode for the office i mentioned that i uh kept track of how many times I like laughed out loud and I think it was 3. This one I, w- I was in the double digits for this one. It was wow. it was good. I don't know if it was just late at night last night when
1: I was watching it uh but it was a good one. Hey, hey Matt growing up you only had regular TV too right? No cable. Yeah. So we only could watch uh, Thursday night SmackDown, and never could watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah, this <laughs> definitely. Raw
2: episode. Definitely.
1: I mean, that's well, why all my even... favorite were like The Rock and. Yeah. Uh, I I actually didn't realize yeah. they they split up the wrestlers until like much later.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think they did that till later, and also I, SmackDown was probably right around this time is when they launched it. I think
1: SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I mean, Friends was Thursday night primetime on NBC. I definitely remember that and. At the time, yep. I was living with older cousins, and they were definitely in, into the show. So I, I remember watching this live nice, yes. um, around that season, season five, six, seven, around that time.
0: You know, the crazy thing, though, I think is that at this time is is the peak of NBC must-see TV yep. um, Thursdays. Yep. And it's crazy because it, this is the year, actually, that Seinfeld ended. So I think Seinfeld was still a bigger show and like a bigger draw. True. I, I believe. Um Seinfeld went until nineteen ninety eight. So I don't know if it I don't know if it coincided, but it's just man, some really peak TV during this time period.
1: Yeah, I I don't think I don't think people growing up or like just millennials now realize before the streaming age how big these numbers were. You yeah. know, like these shows drew. Um I mean now like if a show draws, I don't know, ten, it's huge. Back then it was I remember it was like in the twenties. Like, yeah, the was. amount of people watching live, you didn't have DVR, you didn't have streaming, you just had to catch it live or record it on VHS. And it's such yeah. a different experience, you know, watching everything. And it's crazy to know that, you know, if you're watching something, most likely your next door neighbor is also in front of the TV watching the same thing. It's just <laughs> a, a different phenomenon.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's the equivalent of live sports now. Um, sure. You know, we're... Like a, a, a good like a good place where I would have liked to watch this at that time. Where Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. <laughs> Make sure to head on down to Tasty Tales. Uh, they're one of our sponsors and they have some awesome crawfish fresh from the Gulf, um, uh, better than a bunch of other places that might have some frozen crawfish. They've got happy hour every day, Monday through Friday, three to seven PM. You got specials on beers and wine, um margaritas, oysters and wings. Uh, there's Thirsty Thursday, Sunday fun Day, and they're open really late till, too, um, Friday and Saturday all the way till 10 p.m., Sunday uh, through Thursday till 9 p.m. Uh, make sure when you go to Tasty Tales to mention Six Penny's podcast, mention Albie's name because he's there like all the time, and you'll get a 15% discount. Great deal at Tasty Tales, Richard.
1: Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. So we're recording this, recording this on a Tuesday, and and myself, my wife, and my little daughter actually went to Tasty Tales today to take advantage of the five dollar ninety nine pound crawfish. Um, nice. Michelle awesome. came out, said hi. She met the baby as well. Um, the cool thing uh, is that while she was talking to us, a um, a family was on the way out of the restaurant. They just had lunch, and they they were like, "Hey, are you are you the manager?" And then Michelle goes over there. and was like, "No, I'm I'm actually the owner. This is my my spot." and then the the old gentleman was like oh my goodness are you serious like we've been going here for years we've been wanting to tell all our friends this like we want to buy your t-shirts this is like our favorite restaurant in the area and that was yeah. like that Dude, was like straight awesome. up yeah. yeah not even you know like that is le- legit genuine so props to tasty tales you're making everyone happy and i mean you can't beat 599 crawfish
0: you really can't no you can't yeah man that's a messy meal to have a baby around so like she just was she sleeping or how, how did you handle that?
1: She was in her stroller just chilling.
0: So we talked about memories of, of us, <laughs> which really wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, but I, I was getting more into like, what were your memories of your thoughts on this show at the time? Like, who did you did you care about Ross and Rachel a lot? Did you guys care about Monica and Chandler? Because for me, I I remember being so into the Monica Chandler thing. And it was such a shock, I think, to everyone at this time. Um, but that was really the prevailing storyline. And like the fact that it's called the one with Ross's sandwich, looking back now, that's a great part of the show, obviously. But I, I think at the time that wasn't the the biggest the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, the biggest reveal was def- definitely the I mean, it wasn't a reveal yet. No one found out. But the continuation of Chandler and, and Monica going behind the scenes. But to be honest, I think in 98, I was more focused on, I think, Boy Meets World and Step by Step. And love uh, Boy Meets World. I do love Boy Meets World. But um, I will say, I, kn- I know, Mock, you said you, you know, this particular episode is in your top five, and you counted you know over 10 LOL moments. But, man, I'm telling you guys, episode eight was awesome. And I think, just looking back on the show, I just think Fat Monica is my favorite character. <laughs> like, she's just my
0: favorite. Fat Monica is epic. It's it's true. I, I was really close to choosing the one with the Thanksgivings uh, episode eight. Um, and I, yeah, for all the reasons you just mentioned, it's it's very good. But I I decided to go with the Ross episode it was all for mock.
2: No, I definitely appreciate it. But back in 98, like first time through watching this episode, uh, it was, you know, just as funny, uh, but. I was all about Joey back then. Like, he was my... Wow. I think him and Chandler, it was always, like, upper grabs, uh, depending on the episode, like, who my favorite character was between the two of them. Uh, but now, I mean, I mentioned this on the previous Vault episode, but I'm all about Ross now. Uh, so I don't know what that says about me, but uh, uh, I don't know. Who are y'all's favorite characters? I was, like, so, ben and I no.
1: was so over um, Joey at this point, Mark. I'll be what? honest. No, you like, I not I just no, feel like he 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 just kept playing the stupid card. Was he that's, that like was he that dumb or like that just point clueless in the first couple seasons? I feel like he wasn't.
2: No, but he that's, wasn't.
1: It, at this think, point it's like full on like okay this is getting he, absurd. He knows his no, role, no, man. No.
0: no, he gets he gets way way worse. Way dumber. I, I think this is revisionist history here, Albie. Like, like, like five, the I think I think that
1: four or maybe two where Ross was looking for um for apartments because basically Joey and Chandler kicked him out, and so like uh, the apartment complex called them up to you know do like a screening of Ross and Chandler like sabotaged it. It is like, yeah, yes, you saw, Joey he couldn't figure it out. Yeah, Joey Joey couldn't figure it out, and that scene was actually like. Ten seconds long of Chandler just looking at Joey because he's so dumb. <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I mean I, I, no. At, at the time, you love you love Joey. You know it. Like, we all loved. I,
1: we, I would say yeah. yeah I, I will agree with character. Mock that I wasn't. Yeah, I will agree with Mock that I wasn't like high on Ross live at fourteen years of age. Like I'm definitely higher on him now. Is he I, your favorite? You know, Who's your favorite? I don't know. I can't. You don't have one now. Okay. Fat, just fat Monica. <laughs> fat Monica. Yeah.
0: No, I, I agree though. Like Ross has definitely grown on me a lot more over the years. Um, he's still not my favorite. I, I, I'm still a Chandler guy, uh, yeah. but there's annoying parts of all of them, especially looking back now and rewatching them over and over that we definitely did not know at this point in the show. Um, yeah. the cra- I think the crazy thing is like, uh, this is still really early in the show. Like not many things have happened yet. There's so much more to come um, throughout the the series um and i mentioned like the you know the phases of the show like pre ross and rachel and then they were together um and then all this stuff happens before you know emily do you guys remember how long ross and rachel were actually together on the show was it like, like half a
1: guess? half a season
0: is that it i what do you think
1: i i think they were like you mean like before they broke up uh yeah how long were they actually together I think they kissed at the end of one season and then they broke up at the end of the other season, right? The next season.
0: Um, so they they were together for approximately a little over a season um, combined, maybe a year and a half or so. But it's just like I feel like that was such a big storyline. Like, will they, won't they, the Ross and Rachel thing. But really, like, all of that combined was only the first, like, three seasons of the show. And then there's just so much more after that. So I don't yeah. know. My memory of this show is just... I don't know. It's it's uh, it's really interesting to think about.
1: I I would say I would say my counter to that is Ross and Emily felt like more of a filler. Like how long did they last? I would say like less than eight episodes. I I don't know exactly how many, but um, yeah, not that long. I I think probably around a season. And I'm sorry for it, for, you know, hijacking your your questions here. But did anybody like Emily? Like, was anyone (laughs) a team Emily? No, no. There's no team, but we weren't set up to be. Yeah, exactly. Like the way that her character was written, like there was no way that we were going to have any empathy towards her. I felt like that that was a um, that could have been done better just looking back on it. I mean, the show is called friends. It's not called wives of friends. All right. <laughs> okay. does
0: a big sense to me, man. I guess That's a good point. Okay. Well that, that leads right into my next question, which is the biggest what ifs my biggest, what if in this episode thinking back of how crazy Ross starts going because of Emily is, um, we're, you know, you're at the wedding a few episodes prior to this. Ross says Rachel's name, uh, And then they get married. Um, Why did Emily continue on to get married? I I know she didn't want to be embarrassed in front of her friends. (laughs) What if she had just what if she had just called it off right then and not led Ross on to, um, you know, to make things work out or something? Do you think Ross would not have spiraled out of control and just maybe just would have been regular depressed for a little while and then he would have been a normal character? Yeah. I, feel,
1: I, I feel like this is like Lost or Game of Thrones, man. They already knew that they were going to write in Rage Ross like two years <laughs> from now. And so they were just going to come up with a story that would get him to that level. I mean, I agree with you. I don't know why she she went along with it. I don't know why, um, you know, in real life, I don't think that would have happened.
0: Um, and just a quick correction. Lost definitely did not have a plan for what it was they, doing.
1: They didn't after the writer strike.
0: But before right. that yeah yeah uh, I guess we'll we'll probably
2: get to an episode of Last for the Vault at some point later.
1: What a show what a
2: show indeed Emily's yeah, you're right, like that's a pretty big what if and I'm trying to imagine if that happened in real life. um I don't know, like it's I mean the whole thing was rushed into right like they dated for like two
1: weeks, I think. No, it's more than that, but not long. It Two a, months. It was. It was a summer. It was a summer before she had to go back to England.
2: It was really short. It, it was, was very, short, very yeah. short. Uh, and and then they kind of rushed into it, and then it almost fell apart before that because uh, the chapel that they wanted was under construction. Uh, right. And and in in Ross's defense, sort of like he did just see Rachel. He, like she just showed up out of nowhere for the wedding. Uh, I don't know. No, mom There's no defense for that. <laughs> <laughs> this?
0: Are you kidding? There's uh, definitely no defense.
1: That that was a very long embrace that he had with Rachel when she showed up. Like he he. I mean, I guess they were together before. So I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. They've I got a
0: history. They're good friends. Yeah. Yeah. My my other question. Uh, the third question is all about peak performance um who wins the show and i i know the answer to it i guess but um i be tell me tell me it's not
1: ross so it's definitely not phoebe uh rachel she she was trying to play the uh, whose ball whose court the ball is in with that random dude danny was that this episode or the one before that no, Sorry, no is, this is, kinda...
0: you watched too many episodes i told you, yeah, you it's, one man
1: so what was what was rachel's a Rachel and, Phoebe, Rachel and
0: Phoebe are going to the class to read about Jane Eyre and she, Rachel says that there's robots and stuff.
1: Was that the only thing that she did all episode? Uh that and just um catching
0: Joey with the bucket of fried chicken and and the nude picture of Monica. Uh
1: I mean I guess I guess <laughs> the winners would actually be Joey and Phoebe. Ask the question again. You said best what? Uh peak. Peak performance
2: is okay. uh, is really
0: the question, but, I mean, the winner of the episode is fine, too.
2: Because I, I was thinking of framing it as in, like, the best friend of the episode. Oh, uh, so thanks, Joey. In that okay. sense, yeah, it, it's got to be Joey. Joey is incredible. He covers he for depressing. his friends. He's one of the most selfless friends, uh, maybe <laughs> other than Phoebe. Uh and he he looks really bad multiple times in front of like, these are his yeah. closest buddies. And he, you know, he has multiple lines. I love how it all connects together. He starts with, you know, uh, finding I'm the underwear. Joey. I'm Joey, yeah. I'm disgusting. I take my <laughs> underwear off in other people's homes. And then uh, with the naked picture, or it ends with the naked picture, but in between that, uh, the camera is set up when he brings a date home. And then, yep. again, Rachel's there to kind of walking on that and he's like i'm joey i'm disgusting i make low budget adult films uh <laughs>
1: he's just he's just a great guy man mock i know you're not a monica guy M- monica fan especially skinny present day monica Dude, but i mean when she was like well a uh, monica that was pretty funny yeah <laughs> it was, no. yeah, it was definitely funny. <laughs> yeah i've definitely uh changed my mind in terms
2: of the worst friend uh and and this episode definitely mirrors that so on the flip side between best friend and uh the worst friend of the of the episode i'm gonna say it it's rachel, rachel. yeah yeah i don't i really don't like her anymore for, for the longest <laughs> time i thought it was monica she was the worst friend of the series but it, it's i think looking back over all these rewatches it's clearly rachel <laughs> <laughs>
1: jeez uh, i mean she's pretty she, she's, she's pretty is like these she's like the star of the show though she is. And so we're all
0: blinded by that. We're blinded by the starlight and her beauty and I her celebrity th- and
1: everything. I don't think I'm blinded by that. I just like respect it. She, play- she plays that, you know, damn zone distress very well. Yeah, I guess. You no, know, I've never thought of it like that. Like, I've never thought of her
2: as the star of the show oh
1: she was man back in 98 Absolutely. early 2000 she not only was the was she the star of the show she was like miss hollywood she was the yeah. queen of hollywood yeah i mean i knew she
2: was the only one with uh the major career afterwards especially movies but
1: just watching it i don't know i just never i don't know but yeah yeah you're right i think from a contractual standpoint and and timmy you may know this more uh the background of it but I think it was harder to keep Rachel on the show each season because she was getting like way too expensive. And I know that she advocated for the rest of the cast members because the pay, the pay towards the end of the series uh, was all equal. And that was all because of Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yeah. I don't, she set, she set the bar and then she made it equal. So like props did, to her. Yeah. I think they all made like a million dollars each. Um, so yeah. Per, it's, per episode. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, she's she might be the best friend in real life, but the worst friend on the show. Um, Joey, <laughs> Joey is definitely the best friend in the show. And I think he wins the show because of the end and how he he turns everything against Chandler and Monica. Um, but you know, that's, who else is a,
1: that's you funny know that that's funny that you guys don't either. Of you, neither of you guys chose Ross. I mean, the, the whole title is Ross.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Peak performance, I believe, is Ross. I think this is where Ross is at his this is his best.
1: Can you, uh, defi- can you define peak performance? Because this is kind of fuzzy to me, kind of like NBA.
0: Yeah, this is like the 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 peak of his career as Ross, the, the peak of his 10 seasons. This is his best, one of his best performances like
2: ever, isn't it? I think so. What's better, Pivot, Unagi? Unagi and Pivot, like he has funnier scenes maybe, but uh, just in terms of displaying his acting ability and his ability to change emotions like he he flips i mean this kind (laughs) of goes through his mental health at this point in the episode but he flips from rage to kindness back to depression like it's it's really funny and watching it but it's it's pretty impressive
1: yeah i mean when he was like you ate my sandwich (laughs) (laughs) you threw away my sandwich i mean yeah that was that was definitely yeah that was amazing flip Flipping of the switch there. One thing I did forget growing up was um I always I always remember that it was called the moisturizer. The the bread, the oh, slice of bread maker, in the middle. Uh, <laughs> it's the moist maker. I've been saying it wrong for the last 15 years. Oh no. <laughs> but oh boy. While we're on the topic of that Because I, I make the sandwich the same way now, FYI. What Wait, you do? Yeah, I definitely not, i don't do it all the time. And what? I definitely don't do it with like turkey. But back when I was making sandwiches all the time, it would be three slices of bread and the one in the middle would be mayonnaise on both sides. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I, I actually had that too right around this time because my mom would make sandwiches for lunch sometimes and she always did it that way. And so that's how Moist make maker. It too. Yeah. The the mayonnaise soaked <laughs> white bread, the Mrs. Bear's white bread there. It's so yes good. Yes. Yeah, soaked in there for like four hours till lunch. Man, so dinner. unhealthy.
2: I don't oh, know. No, I've never uh, so my notes here from last night watching this episode I've always thought that moist maker sounded disgusting Oh it what? it, it, it
0: sounds it sounds really weird but it tastes
1: great No it doesn't sound weird at all it sounds amazing cuz from a texture standpoint especially if it's fresh you have the crunchy or the crispy of the to- the toasted buns on, yeah, the outside, on the outside right and it, the inside is like just heaven Wait so you you would do Toasted on the outside, yes, and and the middle yes. was uncoated? I would eat it fresh, yeah. This is this is like sandwiches I would make right there and eat right there, not something I pack for lunch. But it didn't have time to get the moisture then in the middle. Uh, there's enough mayonnaise in there to get pretty moist, man. You're just adding unnecessary bread. <laughs> I don't, I
0: don't
2: understand. I mean, My, you're talking about mayonnaise, so. I mean, yeah. you're talking about mayonnaise, but here he's talking about it's soaked gravy, in baby, yeah. so it's yeah. not. It's it's more than moist.
1: I mean, we're talking. This is soggy, man. It's soggy bread in the middle. All right? <laughs> I agree it's, with that. I mean, that that, that becomes like a like a dessert or something. I agree. Man, yeah. this Thanksgiving we gotta try it out. That's what I need to do. How have <laughs> I never done that? It's
2: been twenty years and we've we've never tried that. But his boss seems like a real a hole. Like I know the show is meant to make like Ross seem like the crazy guy, but who eats someone else's sandwich with a note on it? yeah like donald
1: that, that is that is awful <laughs> it was just he just saw a Limerick he didn't really read it yeah it was it was too big anyway it's all on the trash <laughs> but i mean what's
2: what's his reasoning there like he obviously knows it's not his sandwich right it's yeah. true like
1: I've never eaten someone else's food from the from a shared refrigerator. Even if it looks good, like, that, that's just weird, right? Like, you don't know what's yeah. in there. You don't know. Like, it's not your food. That's it's, just strange. It's, like, equally parts
2: weird and equally parts just wrong. Like, th- th- Donald should be the one going to the psychiatrist, man. For real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at,
0: um, Joey was the best friend of the episode. Ross had the best friend performance of the episode. Rachel is the worst real friend, but Donald is just the, the worst. That's where we're at now.
2: <laughs> Donald is definitely the worst.
0: Yes. I agree. What, a, what an episode. Hey, you know who else was one of the good friends? Who? Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance. What a that guy is. Man, he sponsors our episode. They've been here from the start. Uh, Make sure to give him a FaceTime call to get a great quote on auto insurance, car insurance, life insurance. His phone number is 214-729-6462. Once again, mention Six Pays podcast. You're going to get a great discount from him. And uh, once again, thank you, Derek, for being our sponsor from
1: the start. A big hailstorm is actually coming at DFW Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. They're saying baseball to softball size hail. Um, It's actually a really big deal because all the car dealerships are moving their cars elsewhere. I think they're moving them whether up to Oklahoma or down to Austin, maybe Houston. But it's going to be a big storm. So definitely, definitely real talk. Contact Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance, and uh, he's going to hook you up with a good rate. I am
0: out of questions for this show. How about you guys? Do you have anything else you want to add?
2: What is the... Best moment of the show, or funniest moment, funniest scene.
0: I I mean, Ross the sandwich is great, but I I think the end is the best when uh when when Monica has to cover it up and and say that she's Monica, and then uh, Joey says he's just eating the the fried chicken skins like I, that part <laughs> combined is
1: is probably my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> the fried chicken skins. That's that's <laughs> actually very sneaky, hilarious. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would say Rachel kind of sneaks in there. I think she what? might steal the top moment, even being the worst friend, Jane Eyre. Uh, yeah, cause she, I mean she sneaks in and uh, not the Jane Eyre part, but when she sees him with yes. the picture of Monica, he's like, "Yes, he has a naked picture of Monica. He takes naked pictures of us, then he eats chicken, then he looks at yes. them. Like that part was <laughs> that was
0: a great one line, of, one of the funniest ones, yeah." Line. Yeah, it's, like, a really strange, like, unrealistic reaction to to seeing that. Like, that's not really what normal people would say. And I think that's what makes
1: it so funny. All right, here's another shot at Joey. And I'm I'm sorry for this, Mok and Timmy. But for every, like, funny, funny line he has, I can just think of a dumb line right before it. For example, Jeez. right before <laughs> he gets caught, right when he was taking, you know, the date up, the date was, like, forgot her name. But she was, like, I was waiting for you to ask me yeah. out. And yeah. <laughs> what did joey and what did waiting. joey say
0: she there said, are you still are you still wondering she's like i was wondering if you'd ever ask me out and he's like oh are you still wondering
1: um yeah not, and she's not like no like guy. we just we just went out and <laughs> but, I'm like, but it's oh so God. fine that was okay so why 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 <laughs> like why do you have to add that into the show just open the door like, there's no point for those five seconds oh, oh man it's what a first a date job. man
2: it's a first date that that kind of stuff happens on a first date like sometimes you just mix up your words and but i mean that was that was still one of the top 10 moments Jeez, mock you love this
1: episode
0: <laughs> it, it was really good <laughs> really good man friends will never be uh we'll, we'll never have anything like friends, huh? and especially now awesome.
1: it's it's forever gonna hold that sentimental peace in my heart so props of friends man true all right. Well, thanks
0: for joining Six Pennies Podcast. As always, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes and let us know on um, on Facebook. Let us know if this was your favorite episode too. Let us know who the best friend was of the episode, the worst. Uh, tell us about your hate for Donald and, and your love for, I don't know, Ross, Joey. Who do you guys like? Um, thanks for listening to Six Pennies, Six Pennies Podcast as always.